0: Now, without further ado, this episode of the Daily Reprieve.
1: Thank you, Danielle. Well, thank you, everybody, for hosting me here. I'm I really—I feel, you know, my heart is pounding. And uh, thank you, the for Nancy, for contacting me and being in touch with me about the topic and everything. Uh, that meant a lot to me. That that made me clear that maybe I can do it. I really hope that I wouldn't uh, uh, hurt your ears with my terrible English. I really hope so. But this is my English. Sometimes I, I, I really can't believe myself how um, courageous I am sometimes. I don't know whether it's courageous or stupidity, but <laughs> anyways, this courageous really brought me to the program. So I have to thank God for this. Um... So, as I said, my name is Yara, I'm from Israel. Um, I said that my courageous actually brought me to, to this uh, five years sobriety and to this, prober- to this program. Um, I don't know what it was exactly this uh, courageous. But I know that I had to put my ego aside and let God to lead me this way and do this um, today. Um, And I'm thankful for this. So uh, five years ago, it's my 19th anniversary. My husband admitted to me that he he was going to SA meetings. Actually admitted that he was um, an addict that was if you think of that that was a really interesting anniversary gift um yeah 24 um 18 years of uh, being together and and then discovering all this and as a a great anonic i said to, first i said to him oh that's not too bad it's okay we'll handle it we'll do this together uh, yeah as if i have the power to do it but I was totally shocked. It took me a few hours to understand how overwhelmed I was. And and I didn't understand it first when it, when he said this, because all I could think about was a divorce or a funeral. Of his, of course, yeah. Uh, that's what what was brought to my mind. So I asked about the program after a few, few hours, and... What is the program that he was doing and what does it mean to be a uh, last addict, sexolic? What, what's the meaning of that? And no matter how, how I was, uh, at, this, at that time, I was, um, I was studying for my BA, my BA and I learned about addictions and everything, but I was total, um, shocked about what he said. So I, I couldn't think of my own, um, so he said, you know, there's a website, an essay website. You should go and read what the uh, essay is all about, what addiction is all about. So after I read some stuff about the addiction, I had a hard time to, pr- to process the information and couldn't, couldn't handle the pain. Um, so I had to do what I knew to do best. And I went to act out. And after acting out, I thought to myself, isn't it? What the website was talking about—that when you're anxious, and when you're hurt, and when you don't know how to handle your feelings, you just go and act out—wasn't that what I just read? Ah, that was a again a great shock for me because I—I I couldn't. I was horrified. I realized that I, since I was a five-year toddler. I realized that I've done, um, I, I've done uh, whatever I needed, and I used to act out to relax myself when I need to to escape from painful uh, reality, from threats, and when I didn't know how to cope uh, with situations. That's what I did. I used to act out. So first a toddler, later. Uh, her teenage, a young woman, a wife, a mother, and I I just continued. I couldn't tolerate uh, my feelings, and all I could do was uh, go to lust. Um, it was uh, very hard for me to acknowledge that it's my time, that I had a, a severe illness, that I've lost control of my life. I really, I was shocked by myself. I was in my middle um, BA degree, and I know that I always uh, felt like I'm a terrible person, really. And I was a mother who couldn't control her anger, a mother who couldn't breastfeed, because um, it was a touch for me to 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 bad memories, and I couldn't breastfeed my kids. I was a wife who couldn't and didn't want to talk to my husband. I just wanted to act out. Um, it was that I felt like it. I felt like I'm going with a bomb inside of me and lots of secrets. I was all the time anxious and furious all the time. And as bad as I felt, as bad as I felt, I just continued and continued and couldn't stop this compulsion. I knew I had a secret. I knew that a monster of lust lives inside of me and I didn't know when and when it would burst out. So I was very scared, and I had lots of fears. I was um, I was always afraid that people around me will notice this um, beast, and finally someone will say, "Oh, you're damaged. You're not supposed to be here." I really didn't feel like uh, I owe this life. I really felt like I'm I'm doing the most uh, terrible thing on earth. So you know, um, as I felt. And as I needed to escape from my head, and as I felt so terrible, I had to act out more and more and more. That's what we do. Um, Again and again, and the shame was very uh, big, and it was just an irresistible compulsion. That's how I felt. When I was 20, I... um, I got to religious, I got closer to religious, I became more religious. And I think today that I wanted that someone will um, keep his eye on me. I wanted to be, um, to feel safe, actually safe for myself, because I know that my mind and whatever is going in my head is really dangerous, and I didn't want to hurt myself and the people around me. So I said, oh, maybe I'll be more, you know, strict religious. So maybe it will keep me alive and it will keep me, you know, um, sane. I don't know. Did it help? I'm not sure, but, um, but at least I had a, an address, a new address to take all my uh, anger on. So I used to, to, to tell God, well, you made me this way and I hate you. And I think what I did was just blame God and curse him. And that was my God at that, that time. Because as much as I'm a terrible person, you must, you must be a terrible God. That, that's it. Um, so um, as life grew frustration, I had to act out more. And I felt like I needed a constant, um, constant um, compensation for my terrible life, because life was rude to me. A bad mom, a bad daughter, a bad uh, spouse. I, I, I don't know. I was i was terrible. That's what I felt. And life was hard. Whatever I did was hard. I couldn't study. I couldn't be a, a good mother. I couldn't uh, keep uh, jobs. Um, so, you know, life have, has to, to, to compensate me in, in a way. I don't know. And that was the way that I knew. That was the only way that I knew. When I got to program in sixth January at twenty eighteen, I was so ashamed. A woman, a woman in my age, is acting out like this. I really, I was. I had to admit, I wasn't the the woman. Excuse me. I had to admit that I wasn't the woman I wanted to be. When I first came to program, I wished I had a huge blanket or, you know, a great sunglasses, Dior, please. But no, really, a, a huge sunglasses to hide. I couldn't say, hi, my name is Yara. I'm a sex addict. No way. I just couldn't say the words. I, I, I couldn't admit that. Um, I knew deep inside of me, like, I thought, actually, I thought that I should be more than that. I, it, it can't be that that story. It just can't be. After a few um, painful meetings, more meetings, each week meetings, talk with with my friends, I just could actually begin to admit exactly what was going in my head, and that was and what my, and what my thoughts were. And that was a great relief. First time in my life, I could sit with people and say exactly what I think. I had no more secrets. You can imagine the relief, I, I guess. If you just can't, rel- it was a great moment of my life. Um, it is not to have to uh, secrets anymore. Uh, the relief it is that to start and talk in words. That's what I learned in program to start and work and talk with words and sentences <coughs> instead of acting out. What relief that people still loved me after what I told them and what I shared. And the information they knew about me was—I thought it was, you know, uh, the worst—but they thought that they loved me, and that's a great relief. I could see how I became uh, calm, more ca- calmer and happier. And I learned that life was good. You know, that was a new thing for me and that life was worth to live. I saw my life. Um, I saw myself as a beloved person. That was new to me. Not a monster anymore. And that because actually a few folks, because of these pro- programs and because of these uh, members in the book programs um, because you loved me and believed in me. Um, Now I come to think that God is, how gracious God is. No more a punishing good spirit but a God that loved me and was the best for me. My beliefs have changed and so did I. I finished my BA degree later on uh, graduated my MSW degree, and it's something that I couldn't do before because I just couldn't be in peace and quiet because whenever I was in peace and quiet, my head was, you know, pumping in. Um, So what did I do when I first came to program? What did I do exactly as I was told? I said to my sponsor that I don't care. She can tell me whatever she wants. I'll do whatever it needed. Because the shame and the frustration was so big. And I knew that um, somewhere out there, there there's a solution. Because I saw my husband become a better person. And I wanted that. I wanted to feel free from from last. So I went to -to face-to-face meetings and online meetings and had a sponsor and made the steps and learned the traditions and whatever needed, really, really, talking with, girl, with, with friends all the time. So um, today I feel like my program has changed a lot. Today I feel like um, the program talks more about me. I can bring myself and my identity to the program. And I don't need anymore more to, um, I do lots of things, but I don't need to, to go uh, by the book. I don't know if it's okay to say here, but I feel like for me, not going to face-to-face meeting, it's a sobriety action. Because whenever I went to face-to-face um, meetings, I felt that I, my body just hurts for a week later. So for me, the sobriety was to be uh, in contact with my body, to feel it and to be, um, to be more um, understanding and compass- to have compassion for myself. And that's new things for me. Because you know where I came from, And sometimes I have like a a talk like this in my head that says, oh, you're not doing the same things that you did when you first got here. Maybe your sobriety is not that um, anymore. So maybe you have to do more and you do have to do more. But I really feel that I'm more attached to God and to life. And actually I'm more attached to my my soul and body. and And I feel like a whole person now. Um, and thank, thankfully for the Zoom meetings, now we can, uh, I can go online. And that's incredible to, to meet people all over the world and to have new friends. I can't say that I do it as much as I want, but it's okay because now I have life and that's something really new that I have. Um, I had to, to make amends to my family. That was a painful, um, a painful um, stage, really, to make amends. I have a big son, my elder, that I couldn't be in the same room with him. He was the one that I couldn't breastfeed because it was too, I don't know, sexual in my head. And um, now he's, he's over, over 20 and we have this great relationship. And we talk about things, and sometimes we can talk about this time that I was so depressed, and he saw me depressed, and he can see how hurt I was and that I wasn't doing something in particular f- to him, and that I didn't have any bad intentions. I had only bad, I don't know, bad times maybe. Um, I acknowledge now that that really I'm not a bad person. I don't think like that of myself anymore. I think that I I, I learned to do something, in, when I was five years old, I just learned how to relax myself. And when people know, I don't know, there are people that uh, you know take bottles and or take uh, their blankets, or I don't know the whatever toddler do doing in this um, in this age but for me i felt like i didn't <laughs> i didn't move from this uh, i didn't grow from this uh, stage i just stayed there in order to relax myself i used to act out today i know that i have options first of all i'm not that angry anymore so i don't need to be relaxed so much and whenever i need to be relaxed because life triggers me it's okay. It's okay. I have more tools today to do, and I can contact God, and I can contact friends, and sometimes I can be very angry. But really, I can clean my house and not break anything in, <laughs> in purpose. It's it's a great thing, guys. And I don't have to go to a room and close myself and do whatever I was doing. And I feel good about myself, really. Um. It's like um, it's like it's like I was I've been blind for all these years, and now I start to see colors. That's what I thought of today. That it's like starting to see colors in life, loving life, looking at the skies, cherishing them, loving God. Um, so today I I really have um, have to listen to my body and. Since God is inside of me, I listen to God. I wait, I listen, and it's okay. I learn how to respect my boundaries, the boundaries of body and the boundaries of self. That's important for me. i I have a sponsor like uh, more than two years, and I have uh, before I had a sponsor more than three years, I have sponsors, but again, I understand that I've got my own boundaries and I can take sponsors as much as I can. And I can't guarantee to 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 be there for them 24 hours a day because I just can't. I know. I just can't. And it's okay for me. Um, I read the program literature and spiritual literature. I love my sponsors. It's a, a great, it's a new emotion to love something, really. I love. I just love. I love my sponsors. I love God. Is now inside of me, like internalized with me, and and um, I have five, deep connections.
2: Five
1: Great, thank mm-hmm. you. And I have deep connection with my uh, spouse. Our um, relationship really uh, have sh- have shifted because the only way that we could talk and. Um, the only way that we could talk was just in acting out. And we we just learned a new a new language, an intimacy language and not a physical one, rather than physical one. We can be intimate, we can talk, I can share feelings. Sometimes it's not, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't look very good because emotions, uh, you know, after 24 years, they can go out very fast, but it's okay. You know, we learn to cope with this. And both of us are doing a program. And we've got our own program. Each of us got his own program. And it's very important for us. Um, I've got a new uh, connection with my kids, with my three children. And I really um, love them and respect them. And I can see how they grew up in this program as much as I did grow up, as much as I grew up in this program. Um I'm really, I feel like I'm, I'm really blessed of being here. I'm, I feel like it's a miracle that I'm still married because if it wasn't for the, you know, for the program, I wasn't married. You know, you know I wasn't married. So today I'm um, married and got a healthy relationship and got a deep loving relationship with my friends, with God with you and the program. So I really
2: thank you,
3: Fox. That's it for now. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Heart touching and- uh, so much. I relate with your share so much. Thank, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah, hi, Nancy Sextaholic.
2: Um, I wasn't even thinking a question. It's so lovely to hear your share. Your English was beautiful. Um, You sounded very sincere. Uh, The changes are amazing. I really like your topic a lot because, and especially when you talked about meetings. I've been around for a long time, but my body also can't drive as long. My back hurts. Um, I can't drive at night like I used to. And I'm so grateful for Zoom. And I'm also so grateful just to hear the affirmation that it's okay. It's okay if you can go to face-to-face, you can go to Zoom. Um, I really don't know what my question is. I just want to thank you so much for sharing.
4: Thank you, Nancy. Okay, I don't see any virtual hands up at the. Ah, yes, I do. Rachna, go ahead.
3: Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. I was just processing uh, her share and so much relating uh, with every word. Uh, Sorry, I am Rachna from India. Um, And uh, I really appreciate the recovery in your uh, uh, country. And I have heard so many from Israel by now. A male or female speakers and I'm so so grateful to, to this Barcelona meeting uh, it's uh, my question is I don't know if it's a question but it's my feeling also in India we don't have any physical meetings still and I won't say my essay India is weak or it's strong or whatever but I'm very blessed that at least we have something I say India is there And we are all connected to WhatsApp group and um, uh, one only and only one uh, group meeting. So I'm really grateful that at least we are connected and we have some brothers and sisters. I never thought the way you shared that I don't feel like going to physical meeting when you have. And I feel like going to physical meetings when I don't have in my country. But the way you expressed what you do when you don't go to meetings. So my question is, um, I'm a little confused actually. Uh, m- physical meetings do help to strengthen my recovery or it's okay to uh, be connected online all over the world. Uh, we have next meeting link, uh, where we have 24 seven meetings happening all over the world. And I started my essay journey, uh, no. from 25th May. Thank you. From 25th May 2021 from the worldwide. Fellowship only, worldwide meetings only. But um, uh, I really crave for having a, a physical meeting. So um, if you can tell me more about it. Thank you.
1: Well, I again, uh, yeah, I'm a sex and addict. Um, for me, it was very helpful. But I have to admit that it it demanded a lot of courage and i think that for men um my friends that came after me i know that they said that uh, because of the physical meetings it it really did, they didn't come it took them more time to come to meetings because it was physical meetings and now that we're blessed with with zoom um you know we can do it through zoom especially at the beginning but I have to say that for me it was, although it was very shameful, and I felt like I want to bury myself somewhere. For me, it was very, very important because I I could come with no sunglasses and no blanket on me, and just say, "Well, this is who I am." And you know that was so surprising because people started to love me, and said, "Oh, come back more." And I said, "Wow, really? To come back more with with this head? You want me to come with this head with those thoughts?" Are you sure of that? They said, yes, we love you. We are all the same. And that was great. I, I just, you know, after, after a time, I just could sleep at night and said, oh, there, there's hope somewhere there. So for me, it was very meaningful. I don't know if, if it works for you. Okay, I said, I will say another thing. That's what I say to my sponsors. Whatever works for you, that's great. And that's very important. Today, I see that you have to do something that you feel more attached to and that you feel comfortable with. And whatever works for you, Rachna, it's important. Thank you. Thank you so much.
3: I I agree with you. Thank you.
4: Thanks, Rachna and Yara. Uh, Next, uh, Marina. Go ahead.
1: Hello, my name is Marina. I'm from Germany and I'm a um, sexaholic. Um, I've got a question. You said that your husband and yourself are um, or came roughly the same to the program. And um, it's the same for me uh, or a little bit like that, because my husband is already a long time in the program. And um, I just came recently to SA. So um, how did it work for you that you are in the same program? Did you also attend the same meetings or was that ever a topic, or issue or a problem? That's my question. Thank you. Well, wow, thank you, Marina. Wow, great question. <laughs> um, my sponsor at, the ta- at that time told me, you have to look at your side of the sidewalk, you know, and you have to get concentrated in what you do and with your um, health. And first, I think first year, maybe more, he went to, to different uh, um, meetings than I. And that was okay for me because there, there are things that are not good for us to admit for each other. Um, even today, we don't do shares. Of course, you know, we can trigger one another. Whatever he does, he's got his friends and his program and his meetings. And I've got my own meetings. On the third year, I think, we went to the same group, but it was a group with, with no sharing, no personal sharing, but a, a message group. So it was okay. We had a good time. You know, we went to uh, ice cream later on, on a motorcycle. Oh, it was a the moon. But actually, and to be fair about this, we've got our own disease. And I really recommend to, to, be, to get concentrated in your recovery in order not to, you know, not to get blended into his uh, disease. That's what I think. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank you for the question, Marina and Yara. I see no hands up, so the floor is open for a a question or share or comment.
5: Hey, my name's Lee, and I'm a real I'm a real sexaholic. Uh, from Nashville and Tennessee and the Smoky Mountains. Uh, I heard you mention uh, something about the sun and the clouds and the sky. Uh, And I had a spiritual mentor one time that introduced me uh, to the fact, he said, you know, I see the stars and the moon and the sun and the miracles that are uh, like, but he always said, the miracle is not that they are there. The miracle is that I see them. And that's what is an important point to me is because when I'm seeing them, it's right down in the center of my heart and it's part of the spiritual experience. And as I progress along, I find that that's a real starting place from experiencing whatever that is that's God, the experience of the divine and your mentioning of that triggered that memory in me. And I don't know uh, if that relates to your experience of it. I just uh, wanted you to say how you feel about it.
1: Oh Lee, thank you. I thought I meant the same as you did. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I meant. So I don't know what I said, but... Um... It's amazing for me to, you know, to go to walk the dog and even to enjoy that I have dog and even to enjoy, you know, sunrise. It's something new for me. And I know it was there all all the time. I was blind. I was truly blind. And, you know, whenever I stop and take a deep breath and and look the skies, I say to myself, you're in recovery. You are now in recovery. That's, that's God. For me, that's God. And you know, I had a punishing, rude God before. I had a God that uh, wanted, um, wanted to be, wanted me to be in a certain way. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's how I, uh, um, I thought, that's what I thought actually. For me now today, God is not that God is, as you said, you know, the fire and the water and Us and everything is all around. That's recovery. Thank you, Lee.
4: Yeah, thanks, Lee. Yana, buddy.
5: Thank you, Yar.
6: Thank you, Yar. I'm Buddy. I'm a sexaholic. Um, I heard you say that you are damaged. Um, I had believed for many, many years that I was broken. And where I am today is I need to get that idea out of my head and recognize, no, I'm not broken. What I am is injured. I nearly died as a child. My older brother did die. Um, I grew up in violence inside the house and violence outside the house. Um, So I'm not broken, I'm not damaged, I'm injured. And where I am today is when I connect physically, I re-experience drowning. My body still holds the experience, the memories of drowning and the physical abuse. And what I'm working on now is is to get the past out of my body. What really attracted me was when in our problem, we say we became disconnected. And for me, disconnected was the only way I could survive. I had to get all my sensations out of my body and up into my head. Because otherwise I would have committed suicide. I could not deal with the pain. And I've been sexually sober now 25 years, and it's still hard work for me. Um, so I just wanted to just share my point. Like I'm no longer seeing myself as being damaged, but injured. Others had done this injury to me as a child. And that's what really attracted me to Essay. Roy talks about that in his story when he was eight years old. He drew a curtain down between him and his mother. He had to disconnect from the shame that she put on him. And that's what I'm seeing is the basis for my pain as well. There is a lot of shame was put into me. I'm so okay. I'll stop there. But Yara, thank you so much for sharing today. Thank
4: you.
1: Thank you, buddy.
4: Thanks, buddy. Yara, did you want to comment or anything?
1: Oh, well, I'm I'm so moved, <laughs> really. Um, that was a great description. Um, to live a dissociative life um, with no feelings. Um, there were feelings, but I couldn't relate them because that meant that if I relate to my feelings, I, I would just, uh, you know, commit suicide, as you said. And there were points in my life when I just walked on the top of the roofs, you know, and just said, okay, I can't handle this um there's uh, there's a member group uh, Beni Yaakov his name in Israel is from aA and is is lecturing about this and he says all the time that this um addiction really helped us in our life because that's what kept us sane. <laughs> again we went to, to to be insane and we we lost control of our life but that really helped me in time and i want to say that sometimes it it was there and, and it was needed for me to understand now i'm now as a grown up i have to connect feelings and as my friend always tell me recovery is no joy because you start to feel and i don't know happy happy joy joy i, I don't live this way i have spiritual moments and I've, i'm grateful for the spiritual moments but there is pain and now i'm connected to the pain. and um in addition to program i go to therapy and i'm a therapist myself and i can see how how hard it is to be connected to feelings so thank you buddy it was a a, a very important um comment thank you
4: thank you yar yeah thanks buddy and yara we are still open. We have about uh, 13 or 15 minutes, 13 to 15 minutes left for comments or shares or questions. Looks like Nancy would like to, well, I guess you didn't answer, ask a question in, at, at first, so go ahead.
2: <laughs> okay, um, Nancy Sexaholics, I really, really can relate to when you said, Yara, about um wanting to disappear, not wanting to feel feelings. And even now, I mean I've been in an assay for in recovery for almost thirty years. I've sobriety that's hard in the teens, late like teens. Um but it's still hard to feel feelings. And I don't turn to my addiction, but I'll turn to other kinds of um behaviors that aren't nice to me. It's really hard to be nice to myself because of the way I grew up. It's like, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Are there ways that um, you have, you talked about boundaries, but boundaries with yourself, taking care of
1: yourself. Can you share some of the things that you do for that? Yeah, thank you, Nancy. Nancy, I have to thank you for being here today, for inviting me here. Really, I didn't say that before enough, so... Really. Um, having boundaries with myself, uh, I because I know that where I can get, and I know that I can act out, and I, as you said, I don't want to turn to my addiction. It's not what I want to do. Um, so sometimes at first I had to um, prevent myself to go to some places and to be with some people that really triggers me and I felt like I'm I'm really selfish not to go to my mom not to go to visit my mom I felt like again a worse person but when I come to 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 understand that it's okay not for now it's okay maybe it will happen someday I don't know but for now, it triggers you. For now, you're in a, a really shaky situation. You have to be very thoughtful to yourself, and you have to listen. And sometimes, you know, people just looked at me and said, "Oh, what what you do?" But I know for myself that these are my healthy ba- boundaries. And for a person that doesn't, um, it's not in his nature to to feel. It's it's really hard for me to feel. So sometimes I don't know, you know. Even in um, in my relationship with my with my husband, sometimes I don't know what my boundaries are, because everything was okay. Now, not everything is okay. So my sponsor, you know, taught me that it's okay. Sometimes I wouldn't know the answer, but I can do the aftermath. so sometimes the aftermath really helps me. If I went to a movie and I thought, well, everybody goes to a movie. And when I came home, I had a sleepless night. I understood, well, for now, you can go to movies. Those kinds of movies are not for you. And I said, okay, I, I, I really respect this. Just for now, you know, just for today, as we say. And, you know, I, I come to learn to my, to learn myself. Sometimes I want to host all the family. And that's what I do. I say everyone, okay, let's go come to me and I uh, have a big dinner for to all of you and that's great and sometimes I, I find myself think like what have you done why did you do it it's not for you it's for them and it's not good to any of us and then I become anxious and I have to say okay next time maybe I want, uh, maybe I wouldn't um Invite everybody, maybe just half of them, maybe just two couples, maybe half of them, yeah. <laughs> Maybe just two couples, maybe just my parents. I don't know. Um, and that's how I learn boundaries. I can feel today. I pray a lot. I ask God, please guide me in this thing because I don't know how to feel. I can be so disconnected. And even in my work, I work with a, uh, uh, with trauma illnesses. So even in my work, when I come to, to see uh, great emotions, I have to understand if I'm getting dissoci- dissociated. I don't know how you say this. Dissoci- uh-huh. And if I go there, I have to understand that it's okay. For now, it protects me, and I have to do work with this. And um, I, hope I, I hope I answered you a bit. No, that helps. Thank you very much. Thank you.
4: Yeah, thank you. Let's cover a couple of uh, questions we have in the chat here. First of all, Yara, will you be able to stay a few minutes after the meeting closes for our parking lot or virtual coffee? Will you be able to do that? There may be some people who don't want to be recorded is why I ask you that.
1: Do you have chocolate? No? Okay, Okay. Anyways.
4: You can pass it. But if you can, that would be great. But it's not a requirement by any means. <laughs> and the the other the other question is from Jurgita, who asks, "Hello, everyone. Glad to see all. Could I ask you one question, please? How do you restore your relationship with your partner using the twelve steps? Where do you start from? What's the name of the program for family members? Is this program online too? So I don't know if you have any experience with that."
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for the question. Um, Maybe I should say this before I'm um, a double winner. I go to SNL. And the SNL program is for, you know, uh, people that uh, related to family members that suffer from uh, uh, sex and love addiction. The SNL program, I know it's online as well, and it's worldwide. And you can find it really, you would be surprised how, 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 how many groups there are in the world? Um, I had to work three programs um, together. I, so as you, as you, as I discovered, as I just discovered, I have a great. Um, um, I'm a overeater. so I have. A, so I went to away for a year, and I made a SNL program in addition to a say. So I made all of this together it was a really rough year and then um, my sponsor said okay let's let's do only the steps one time but you will have to read to write um, three three programs like um, I don't know how you said in the same time you have to write three programs in the same time and for me as I, I, I learn and as I am um, as I learn more about program I think the 12th. Uh, twelve steps are, are great, and I can do lot. And you can do lots of work with the with the um, with the twelve steps. Um, about how our relationship recovered, I think that was also a question. There, how, how do we restore our relationship? That's what she asked.
4: Yes, and I think it related to using the twelve steps somehow in the coupleship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we were blessed because both of us were making the were doing the steps. Uh, my my husband had sponsors, and uh, as I said, he went to face to face meetings and meetings. Um, we don't go to one another uh, program. We don't. We can uh, share spiritual ideas. Uh, first, it was uh, um, we talked about it more. Now we we talk about it less. But it's okay because we had to respect what uh, one another, each each one's way, as you say. Um, and I think that that process so, some peace because we used to be like um, very. Um, attached to one another and also the emotions were mixed and blend together and today it's okay he's somewhere there in the somewhere there in the house and I'm here and you know it's okay for us I think it's it's important to 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 look at yourself and do your program thank you I hope I answered I really hope so.
4: yeah thank you And Rashna, I think you were going to read a, I don't know if you had a question or it was Kelly's question.
3: Yeah, Kelly's question is in my private chat. I'm just taking it out. Uh, Yes. Uh, Yara, This is Kelly's question. She's from Florida and she's in office, so she can't speak. She says, I am a sex addict and lust addict. My name is Kelly. I struggle to get just one day. I really relate to you, Yara. My partner told me of his acting out and that took me to my acting out. That took me uh, to acting out myself. You spoke about struggling at first. How did you finally get the courage to surrender and stop acting out? Thank you.
1: Charlie from Florida. Love you. Thank you for this question. Um, when you struggle so so many years, you come for me. I came to hate myself, and when I got a program at age thirty nine, I just felt like please, please, please. I just need recovery. I don't care what to do. I don't. I, I really don't care. I just need recovery. I couldn't. I couldn't live in my own body. I couldn't. I just couldn't bear the shame, and I, I just wanted something else. I have to say that it's a great, um, a great deal of pain because when you have uh, a spouse who acts out, it really sometimes drags you down. And I can't say that everything was honeymoon in our house. No, it wasn't. There were lots of uh, blaming, and there were lots of. Um, bad feelings hurt feelings like you know you know a person for 19 years and then you say well maybe I don't know him that much and and sometimes for me to think about my husband uh, his addiction really triggers me and I have to surrender I have to call friends and I had to you know I had to to say what i think and what i want to do and what how i want to go inside his brains you know if if i could do it because because that's my illness i can tell you that when when you gain time uh, from acting out to acting out this circle of the compulsion is getting weaker so you gain time and you gain recovery what I tell to my sponsors is that over time it will get easier and easier. You you have to say it. it will come easier and easier. But first you have to, you know, clutch your your teeth. I don't know how you say it. You have to really, really um, surrender. Maybe it's a big word for, for the beginning. The beginning, it's hard. Really, I used to count hours. I used to count, you know, minutes for me. I used to go and, uh, and just go to long distance walks. I used to talk on phone, fo- phone all the day and have earphones to, to hear messages. It's not, it's very hard in the beginning, Kelly. I understand you. Um, but you know, for time to die to time and day to day, it will get easier. I promise you. And please, if you know, your spouse is telling you that some things that are hard for you, Hard for you to hear. You have to put some boundary over there and say, I'm sorry. I can't hear this just for now. I just, I can't hear this. You know, you can't share this uh, fist. Let's say You, you, you just can't be there. As, as I said about some movies, I can't see some movies today. I can't see some, I don't know, serious. I just can't. It's okay. That's my boundary. And for you, maybe, you know, talking to your spouse and knowing about him and what he does. Maybe it's not that good. So maybe it's okay to disconnect in in this, you know, uh, from those conversations. Good luck, Kelly.
0: I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to the Daily Reprieve